It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, it was another successful fight night for DLL Promotions on the weekend at Wahini Tour 2 on a flawless night for their Chargers, IBO Super Bantam World Champion Miyamoto. Uh, remained unbeaten to set up a possible mouth-watering and life-changing money fight along the way. Uh, Lani Daniels out of the IBF World Light Heavyweight title to her cabinet alongside the IBF of World Heavyweight title. And Jerome Pampalone sent a warning to light heavyweight divisions of the world with a statement knocking out highly regarded Mexican veteran Rogelio Luna. Uh, joining us now to break down the event and uh, tell us uh, how uh, successful it was is the other half of DNL events, DNL promotions. That's Dean. We had uh, Liam on the other day. He was outstanding. And uh, Dino, in the wash-up, how are you feeling this Monday morning? Mate, feeling very good about it all, especially the way it went. But I've got to say, I just heard your sermon intro. And, of course, we worked together for a good six or seven years, and I thought you were pretty bloody damn good then. I think you've gotten better, Smitty. I didn't think it was possible. You might be the best broadcaster on the planet, full stop. <laughs> we'll continue to pump each other's tyres up, mate, and at least two of us will be happy. That's the good thing. <laughs> hey, but all, uh, all, um, all things aside, Dino, uh, you took it to, to Whangarei and it worked, yeah? Look, really excited, Ian. We... Um Went to Whangarei. It was a bit of a risk at the time, but uh, we were fully embraced by uh, the Whangarei District Council, uh, wanting to get an event up there, which you know is providing heroes uh, to the to the woman of the north. You know about what you can do coming from humble um, beginnings, and it's fair to say both Lani and Mia come from very humble beginnings. Lani from Pippi Wai, Mia from Bukipoto, and I think between them collectively they might have three hundred people in each. Uh, you know, in each um, place where they come from. But uh, just an outstanding result for those two. And, of course, uh, Lani, I thought, you know, came up with a fight of the night, mainly because her opponent stood in front of her, Desley Robinson. They just threw a lot of punches. It was entertaining to watch. It was a bit harder for Mia because Chandri got on a horse after being hit a few times and sort of ran all night, but Mia totally dominated. But for me, and I guess the New Zealand public aren't quite aware of just how good um, Medina, Ruggiero Medina was, Mate, he's been in with something like six or seven world champions. He's been the distance with those world champions. And for Jerome to knock him out in the first round was just nothing short of stunning. And I promise you, this Jerome is possibly the best prospect to ever come out of this, this country in boxing. And uh, we're very, very excited for the future for Jerome. There's definitely a world title shot uh, in his view. And we had Ben, ben Kelhew was here from the IBF. Now, they're the, one of the representative bodies that uh, make the rankings for the fighters, and Ben's on the rankings committee. He immediately got on the phone to his bosses, the chairman of the IBF, and said, look, this kid's something special. We've got to put him further up. So Jerome, Jerome currently, I think, is seven in the IBF rankings, expecting to go number three in the not-too-distant future. 
mainly we've got a world title shot you know, in our side. So extremely excited about Jerome and the way he's been carrying on. He's had three fights uh, this year, and he's won all, all of them in the first round. Then all of his opponents are supposedly durable. So, mate, I'm just blown away by how good he is. So, Dean, you've worked, worked with a lot of fighters. You've seen a lot of fire, fighters. How does his raw power, his punching power, compared to some that you've uh, handled in the past? I'll, I'll be honest, Smitty. I've never seen anything like it. Like, as I said, his last three opponents are all durable. None of them. The first two haven't been knocked out full stop. And the last one, we specifically got him because he's a tough Mexican who was durable. We wanted to see where Jerome sat in the world of boxing. He was meant to be a litmus test. And it would suggest that Jerome, and I've got to say, he might be the most powerful guy. Obviously, David Tua, no one's ever going to come close to that power. But Jerome, for his weight, is just knocking guys out. Guys, he shouldn't, we didn't think he could be knocking out. But he is, and it just says we've got a tiger by the tail. And this is someone very, very special. He's just finishing his plumbing apprenticeship right now, so this is, without doubt, the world's toughest tradie, brother. <laughs> That's great that he's got uh, something on the go on the other side of it as well. Hey, Dean, so, okay, let's map out maybe a, a four- to six-month plan for him. What, what about in the first half of next year? We're probably, we're going to fight again April 11, and then we'll go again in June. We're going to be in Auckland uh, April 11, Hamilton in June. And then after that, we'll have three more fights before the end of the year. And I expect Jerome, it's going to be tough to get the right opponents, because what we need now is guys who are very durable, guys who are very tough, and guys that will help him move up the ladder. So, um and more importantly, get get prepared for the, for the for the world champion in front of a guy called Arda Benavid. He's had something like 18 professional fights to 18 knockouts. However, Arda is 38 years of age and coming to the end of his tenure. And, mate, we think Jerome is the guy to take him out. So extremely excited by the, the potential of this kid. And, you know, New Zealand, if you, if you want to get behind three boxes at the moment, we've got four. We've got another kid, Andre Michaela, which is nothing short of outstanding. Mikhailovich's next fight is for uh, an eliminator. So if he wins that, he'll be going to a world title himself. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, so let's talk about the, the, the ladies, if we can, uh, Dino, just briefly. Um, uh, Lani Daniels and Desley Robertson. Uh, we spoke, uh, as I said to Liam the other day, he thought this might be a bit of a you know, a stand-up um, between two pretty hard hitters. Uh, and it, it worked out that way. It was pretty close in the end, or, or, or not? No, it was a very, very close fight. And that was because both girls just, or both women, stood and traded. And we always knew, <laughs> excuse me, Smithy, I got a horse throat from Saturday. But we always knew that La Desley was going to be tough, mate. She works a 12-hour day. She gets up at 4 in the morning. She does a couple of personal training sessions at her house with clients. Gets her kids off to be uh, off to gets a kid breakfast, daycare and school because she's a single mum of three. Then she goes out in the Queensland heat where it's thirty five degrees and she's a concreter by trade. So she's you know screeding, she's doing everything you'd expect the concreter to do eight hours a day. She's sometimes drinking four liters of water and sweat it all out. She comes home after an eight hour day of concreting, does more PTs, then goes to the boxing gym to train for boxing, then comes home gets tea ready. And then uh, Emily goes to sleep and rinse and repeat. And she does that five times a week. And she's been doing it for the last sort of uh, 12 months. So it's fair to say we knew she was going to be mentally and physically tough and proved to be the case. But Lani, of course, making New Zealand history. I think she's the first person born in New Zealand to win a world title in two different weight divisions in a major sanctioning body. So it's just an outstanding achievement for Lani. That is brilliant. So what next for Lani then, moving forward? 
It's a really good question. I just got off the uh, phone to John Conway, who's a trainer and manager. And mate, we're uh, you know, we, I said, what about the chance of a, of a rematch with Desley? Because it was such a great fight. And he says, well, mate, we'll definitely think about it. So uh, I'm not quite sure yet, Smithy. We're, we're, we're putting things in place in the next week or two. Rightio. Okay. Um, mere mortal. Um, obviously, uh, very, very convincing and a unanimous decision over the Indian fighter, Chani Mera, uh, Dino. And that was your main event. It was indeed. And I tell you what, Mia was outstanding. She had Chani. Chani um, wincing as she was hitting it to the body and, and hence Chani was going backwards at a furious rate of knots. It was a little bit disappointing um, from probably Mia's point of view because she wanted to stand and trade and she wanted to put on a show. But, you know, she still dominated and, and was very, very convincing. And now we're looking, Mia's very keen to unify the division. We're looking at a couple of big fights overseas. You've got um, Alan E. Scottney, who's the IBF current champion. And Mia will be number one in the IBF, and hopefully that'll become a manager. And if we can do that, you know, Mia will be in for a decent payday and you know, maybe a life-changing money over in the UK and uh, start the process of unifying the division. So, mate, it's a very exciting time for all of our guys and girls. Right. Yeah, absolutely it is, uh, Dino. Yeah, um, just a text in from Mark uh, who said, can we ask, Dean, uh, why not something in Christchurch in the South Island at some point? I think that's a bloody good idea, and at some stage we will get down there. It just takes time to open the markets up, Smithy. You know, like it took me a good three or four months to sell that event into Fongaray by the time you make all the connections. And when you go there the second time, it's a lot easier. But first time around, it's a bit harder, of course. I've been away in Australia for the last well, seven, eight years, and I've only been back for the last eight months. So just reconnecting over here, but I'd love to go into Canterbury. We had Joseph Parker down there many years ago, massively successful. And uh, really, Christchurch is a place I really like. So I'd love to go down there. It's just a case of wait, you know, getting, getting the commercials right. Because, mate, whatever we do now, it's not a cheap exercise. Well, that's the Kiwi side of things that we're talking about. What about your Australian connections? What, what's your program for the first like, quarter of next year? Well, we're probably, like I said, it's all going to be in New Zealand. At the moment, unfortunately, Smitty, I'm, I'm going through something I don't particularly want to be part of, but I have to do it. In Australia, I've got a, I took a, a, a kid called Jai Vatai all the way to a Cruiserweight World Championship, and he decided to walk away from his contract right at the end, and we had about 18 months to go. So, unfortunately, we've got a court date down with Jai to sort of sort that out. Mate, he is an outstanding boxer, and I think he can do what Alexander Ursik's done, and that's unify the Cruiserweight division and, uh, and move up the heavyweight and maybe do the same there. So it's disappointing you have to go through this, but, mate, we've invested a huge amount of money into the kid, and they just can't walk away. So, but look, we'll wait and see what happens. So it's a disappointment in Australia, but I've got to tell you, my old mate, I'm really enjoying being home here in New Zealand. It's always difficult being away from friends and family, and it, it's a pleasure to be home. Well, Dino, uh, I can re well recall the days when uh, Liam was just a, a school kid and growing up, and uh, you're so proud of him there. And um, must be terrific just forming this partnership together, working with him. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, and obviously the father-son relationship when you're working together sometimes it can be a little bit testy, and you fought with uh, fought with little dramas. But fortunately, they're all little dramas, and we get on very, very well, and it's, it's enjoyable to do it together. And you, you, you taste your successes and your, and, your, and your failures and your defeats together as well. So, mate, this is, uh, this is not an easy game. You know, boxing is an old adage in boxing. If you want to make a small fortune in boxing, start with a large one. And uh, it's a very, very tough game, but, mate, we're slowly getting there.
Good on you, Dino. Great catching up. Uh, congratulations on yet another successful uh, promotion and uh, a great night for our boxers as well. Always good to catch up, mate. Have a Merry Christmas. You do the same, Sonny. Talk soon, brother.